Hello and welcome to the final Property Roundup show of 2023 here on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon. The show where we chat to industry experts to get a view on what's happening on the ground and to learn about new trends emerging. This show is sponsored by DAF.ie, Ireland's most visited property website. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by returning guest, Sean Corbett, Mortgage Manager with SYS Mortgages. Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. I suspect you might have been one of our first guests of 2023, and now you get to be one of our final guests of 2023. And I hope you have some positive mortgage news for us. Yep. Hi, Carol. Yeah, no, it is. And there is some positive news on the horizon, thankfully. Um, it's It's been a quick year and lots of ups and downs, but uh, we'll try and finish on a high. Well, look, certainly for the frustrated would-be home buyers uh, here, whether they're first-time buyers or those who are anxiously waiting to trade up or down, uh, hopefully there'll be a bit, bit of good news because I know in previous conversations we've spoken about the lack of competition in Ireland's mortgage market and there are some moves uh, towards improving that. But just for anybody not familiar, you might just tell us a little bit about SYS mortgages and maybe what the offering there is. Look, we're, we're a mortgage broker, um, uh, SYS Mortgages, but we're, we're fairly unique in that we, we do a complete online offering uh, and keep everything paperless uh, and, and as, 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 as simple as possible. Uh, we have experts from the start of the mortgage process right through to when we move you into your home. So it's a, it's a complete hole-in-your-hand experience as much as you want your hand handheld and, and that's what we offer but all the time tailor making a mortgage to your needs rather than rather than it's not all rate driven anymore it's about how much do you need to borrow who will give you that amount of money how quick can you get it and how quick can we get you into a home so that's that's our offering really very good and while i know you're based in limerick yourself sys mortgages operating nationwide and i suppose that's one of the values of an online service as well so you might just give us a little bit of maybe insight into who's buying at the moment because the most recent uh, report from the Irish Mortgage Federation showed that first-time buyers are by far dominating the mortgage market which I think is only to be expected but I suppose just from your own insights you know can you delve a little deeper into those demographics? It is still predominantly first-time buyers um, and and thankfully people building homes now as well uh, because the lack of the lack of properties in the marketplace, people are actually going out, and I've seen I've seen a good number of even even the trend has bucked a bit. Your typical self builder has been somebody who's been gifted a site. There are a number of people now actually purchasing sites, so it's a bit new to the market. The switcher market seems to have died off a little bit in 2023 compared to 2022. Um, people seem to be sticking with their own banks because of the costs involved in switching. Now, that may change, uh, and I think it will change in 2024. But yeah, predominantly, look, subsequent buyers and first-time buyers, That's that's been the marketplace in uh, in 2023. Um, but Any- the lack of, pro- lack of property is still a huge problem. Yeah, and look, that's something we document almost every week here on the show. Um, any investors, any buy-to-let investors getting finance? That's slowed down hugely. Um, and and there's more people getting out of that market than getting into that market. Uh, and, and the reason being, um, your typical buy-to-let lenders, Finance Ireland and ICS, took themselves out of the market. Um, they, they are still operating, but their rates are sort of you're up near the seven percent now so you, you'd want a very good yield on your property to make it to make it a viable investment now yeah and sean unfortunately that is wholly consistent with everybody we've spoken to across 
you know, from uh, the investors, from the Irish Property Owners Association, uh, from the mortgage perspective and from the estate agents buying and selling. Um, there are there are just very few pockets in the country that are seeing any investor interest, and that investor interest tends to be cash buyer or through their mortgage or through their um pensions. So it's it's just um it's a, it's a reflection of the marketplace right now, and no doubt a reflection of the policy um by this government. And it is difficult to see how any likely change in government in in the coming year would make that more favourable for investors. But obviously, time will tell. No, and it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Rents are going up because there isn't enough people buying investment properties. But on the flip side, it makes more properties available for first-time buyers who need these properties to live in and pay a mortgage. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a perfect storm, isn't it? Yes, but we do need those home buyers to be able to save for their deposit, and they can't do yeah. that if they're paying escalating rents. But it, so it feels very much like um, a vicious circle. And you know, it's interesting. I spoke with uh, Daft.ie's economist uh, Ronan Lyons in recent weeks, and he. He had some glimmer of hope for home buyers about a uh, new stock, um, new new home stock, and how that might actually increase some of the secondhand properties and hold prices at a steady or perhaps even lower rate. But while there w- might have been some ray of light for potential home buyers, um, he described a, a rental storm brewing across the regions, and he felt that while the rental situation might actually improve in Dublin it is likely to get much, much worse across the regions before it gets better. So it looks like we have a few years of those challenges ahead of us, which I think is very bad news for anybody who is renting or has to change their rental home before they're going to be in a position to buy a home in the next couple of years. So um, that's that's an, that's still a problem. But I'm interested in what you talked about uh, self-builders because self-builders have, have had challenges getting mortgages. And it's an interesting trend if we're looking at self-builders who do not even own their own site or actually are, are buying the site separately. So you might just talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, and there has been challenges and people don't realise it's 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 not as simple as going out there and getting a mortgage for self-build. It's uh, a, people don't realise Bank of Ireland, if if you're building and your your build cost is less than nineteen hundred euros per square meter, they they will not give you a mortgage. Um permanent TSB, sixteen hundred euros per square meter. If it's less than that, you will not get a mortgage from permanent TSB. So they they've shifted hugely with with this cost of everything going up. Um, so they don't think you can build a home now. So to build a home is is gone as expensive as buying a home. Um, the the added advantage is if you're gifted a site and you mentioned renting there, that that is your deposit. So you don't have to bring potentially any more money to the party. Uh, the lender will lend you a hundred percent of the build cost. Um, people buying sites or sites. I've seen site costs going ridiculous money now 100k 150k the nearer you get to cities and things and 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 you're having to fund the 10 percent deposit for the site and then you're having to fund the 10 percent deposit for towards your build costs and so on so so it is tricky when you're purchasing a site and building because you can't just go out and purchase a site without having the full plan in place i.e you're going to purchase the site and you're going to stand the bit start the build project because there's no lender who will lend you money apart from the credit union to purchase a site so it's uh yeah look it's it's you you definitely need expert advice when you're getting involved in a self-build project uh, because it's uh you'd have a relationship with me for about two years uh, and and that's and we don't mind that relationship that's fine 
that's that's a fair warning uh, for people. I mean, it, it's not something that I'm happy about. Um, and I know that we are long awaiting the guidelines on one-off rural homes um, that the Department of, of Housing is due to issue to the local authorities. And we have heard a whisper that that might happen this side of Christmas. Um, and that in itself is worrying because if it's, if it's coming out this side of Christmas, it means it's something that definitely needs to be distracted by twinkling lights on the Christmas tree and... That, that's a real worry. But look, again, we won't preempt what's going to come out from the housing department, but um, we will certainly be keeping a watching brief on that. Um, Sean, do you have many people who are taking on renovation projects? You know, like we're, we we talk a lot on the show here about tackling vacancy and dereliction. Um, the grants have been recognised now as really unworkable for the majority of people. So they are being restructured slightly. Have you many mortgaged um, applicants who are coming to take on a second-hand property project, bit of a DIY, and have been able to avail of grants alongside their mortgage. Yeah, you're, you've hit the nail on the head. I've I've seen some wonderful properties in 2023. It's uh, uh, yeah, uh, cow sheds. Uh, you wouldn't put a cow in them. It's uh, not the mind, but they are very popular because of the lack of properties out there. Now, the derelict house grant is... The, the hoops you have to jump through to get it. Uh, and I've seen one person in 2023 actually getting their money back and after completing the project. Now, they did a fabulous job on the property, um, but yeah, the reports um, that had to be got. And, and Sean, I have to stop you right there because you mightn't be aware, but actually every single time we've talked about this on the show in 2023, I have asked the guest if they have direct experience of anybody availing of this. And every single person has said no, despite having numerous inquiries. Now I'm talking about um, solicitors in the Midlands, right down to uh, estate agents up and down the Wild Atlantic Way. So you're the only person who has had the experience of somebody successfully drawing down one. So that makes us literally one in all of 2023 for the hundreds that we were spoken about in applications. No, the only reason they were able to do that is because they had money behind them. To, to actually get the works done. Uh, and only recently I found out they did actually get their money back now by way of the grant. And they've done a fabulous job on the house, I must admit. When I first saw the mortgage application, I thought, this isn't going anywhere. And But the amount of work that went into getting that mortgage approved, um, and it eventually got approved through Bank of Ireland, uh, but to in and froing, it was a... a a minor miracle. So if it was uh, if it was Christmas, it'd be a miracle. It was done in October, I think September, and, yeah. and they actually got the money back and did a fabulous job. But it's the only one I've seen. The only um, one. Sean, just for people who are listening in, who are so frustrated by trying trying to access this grants, you mentioned they had money behind them. Um, can you can you share with us? Uh, did they get that from their credit union, or did they happen to have? that pool of cash they had that pool of cash uh, uh, luckily um because you you can't get it from the credit union because if there's additional borrowings on top of the mortgage you probably won't get the mortgage um and, and people think these grants are brilliant but everybody forgets that the work has to be done before the grant is released so and and uh, and you have to have the borrowing capability to get it and yes you could you could you could take typically do a doer up mortgage borrow the extra money but then it's done on a drawdown phase it's done on a holdback phase so mm. you do need money behind you you do yeah. need money behind you we've actually spoken to vacant homes officers um in local authorities around the country and you know though when pushed they they do say that listen the only ones they've seen where it's workable is where the derelict property is owned by family and they have a pool of cash 
um, so that they're not dependent on mortgage. But just for anybody listening in, I would tell them to, if this is something they're interested in, maybe go on to um, the Housing for All website because yeah. there have been changes made and actually the local authorities will be in a position to to uh, consider home loans in terms of uh, for both purchasing the derelict properties Absolutely. and for carrying out the works um, where it looks suitable for one of these grants. So that situation has changed. I don't want to be overly negative. Tell people, I, I really want people to know, um, do check out the Housing for All website and see what changes have been made in the last six weeks because they are important and they will help potential home buyers. Um, but I suppose back to the mortgage side of it, um, something you and I have discussed in the past, um, Sean, to my frustration and probably yours as well, is the lack of competition in the mortgage market. Has that improved at all? Yeah, it it has been a disaster um, because you've you've obviously you've had the like of KBC, Ulster Bank leaving the market. You've had Finance Ireland and ICS taking themselves out of the market because the cost of funds for them because they're not a bank, um, uh, and and we're left with a dismal amount of lenders who can pick and choose who they want to lend to. Um, now, uh, hallelujah! Uh, in the last three weeks, a company called. Uh, Moco, M-O-C-O, uh, they are actually a bank. Um, uh, they're backed by a bank, uh, Austrian bank, um, and uh, and they've come to the market at long last. Now they've been trying to get into the market for the last two and a half, three years, uh, and 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 got all tries by the central bank, and now they've launched into the marketplace, and and they're a very forward-thinking lender, uh, which is great, um, and it's what Ireland really, really needed. Uh, i.e. You, you talk about people not having a deposit they'll take a hundred percent gift so if somebody's got a ten percent gift from a family member who's lucky enough to give it to them that's their deposit sorted um they'll take all sorts of incomes um and and a good share of bonus income so people in the car trade people who are in commission-based incomes they'll take a good share of that income um uh, and and all I can describe them is the way that Finance Ireland used to be. Finance Ireland are yeah. out of the market. We've, we've now finally got a lender that's come back into the market who's who's really looks at an individual circumstances rather than rather than one size fits all. So they, they will consider everything on a case-by-case -case basis. But the real attractive thing for me from MoCo is the level of income that they will take from an individual Um and for public sector, they'll go up to two points up the scale as well. So there is something in it for for public sector. So it's uh, <clears throat> much needed. That's much needed. That, um, um, when you say forward thinking, I you know what I'm hearing there is that they're actually going to hopefully acknowledge the reality on the ground, which is that not just in Ireland but globally, we're moving towards um, the gig economy. So you've got people who are self-employed, essentially contracting for the same company for a long time um, and these are people who've really struggled to get mortgages in the past so are they taking a more open-minded and maybe market reflective approach to that 100 percent, and and very much yeah looking at the contracted market taking looking at somebody who's self-employed rather than just looking at a net profit or what somebody draws looking at net profit drawings uh depreciation added back in and so on so so really looking at 
what can you get somebody? Because uh, as I said before, it's not all about rates anymore. Their rates are okay. They're between 4 and 5%, um, uh, which which is okay. It's standard out there at the moment. You'll get 1,500 euros back help with costs and so on. So they realize the costs involved as well with solicitors. Um, but yeah, really, even looking at job hoppers, i.e. if you're going from, if you're staying in the same industry, but you change jobs and, and you've changed jobs and you're on probation, they'll even consider while you're on probation in the new job. Uh, and and so on, or teachers who've gone out of Dublin because it's so horrifically expensive to, so they're 15 years service in Dublin, but now starting down in Cork, um, so effectively giving up that position and now maybe going into a, a school on a new contract, so you're not you're not CID'd straight away. They'll consider that straight away as a mortgage. So so yeah, that's what I mean by forward thinking. It's what what we need is uh, not just getting a straight decline and come back in two years time when you've when you've been made permanent, you know. Fantastic. So say um, one of the examples that we've discussed here on the show is for people who are self-employed and you have to show up to three years. And that's been really challenging this year because COVID was impacting um, yeah. was impacting kind of the bottom line when you look at three years accounts. So how many years accounts do they require? Uh, two, two, which which should overcome the COVID thing. And and, and look, uh, I, I, I'd always argue with a lender if somebody's had a really poor year with COVID and now they've had a really good year, would you not just look at the really good year uh, on, on a case-by-case basis again? Or, or look, if they were self-employed long enough, look at what was happening before COVID, what's happening now, and what's projected income for this year. So there, so there is. Look, yeah, yeah, lenders really need to get a grip now and and, and not just the, the computer says yes or no. It's uh, you. You need an individual to look at an individual circumstances, and 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 that's the refreshing thing about Moco is they have a credit committee, and uh, you you can you can talk to people even though they're a computer based system and they do open banking and everything, all the wonderful stuff to get you to get you a mortgage offer really quickly because they'll go to mortgage offer rather than approval, so you'll get a mortgage offer within within a week. Um, even when you apply to them, even if you haven't found the property. So when you yeah. find the property, they're super quick, then you go to valuation and off you go. So, Fantastic. so this this is what the market needs. We need we need innovation. We need innovation. You know, it's funny you're describing you're saying we need innovation, but actually what you're describing is probably the way mortgages would have been assessed years ago, like two decades ago, when it was being done at an individual bank level. So it's interesting, you know, so often we talk about innovation in terms of uh, the IT systems and the technology supporting it, but actually, it, there's something quite radical about bringing the human touch back into this process. Absolutely, you need a human at the end of it to, to, to look. Yeah, it'd be wonderful if every application, i.e., I, I. I, I, I get the customer onto a system and, and we're on the system. We key everything in and, and hallelujah, green light. But it's not always a green light. And it's great then to have a process where you could say, look, maybe it should be a green light because of X, Y, and Z. And, mm. and that's when an individual comes back into it. Yeah, it's, uh, look, there, there's, uh, yeah, we, we need a shakeup. We need a shakeup. But, but hopefully this is the start of things. I've heard that ICS mortgages are going to come back into the, uh, back into the marketplace hopefully early next year and finance ireland i've also heard will come back into the market early next year so so very good and the credit unions of course have been very vocal about their ambitions in fact in in a radio interview only in the last uh, week or 10 days i heard uh, somebody i think from the irish league of credit unions talking about um the mortgage ambitions and that essentially a decade from now they they imagine a time that 20% of all mortgages in ireland could be 
um, could be available through the credit unions. Do you think that's do you think that's credible? Is it likely? Would it be good for the consumer? Is this something we want to see? Yeah, any any competition is good for the consumer, and credit unions have been out of the mortgage market for far too long, uh, and and that and that was the that was the that was the issue. Uh, they got badly burned after the after the last downturn, uh, and and thankfully they're back in. Uh, and even though I can't put somebody with a credit union, there there is a home for people uh, within credit, and and they're competitive at the moment. They really are very competitive now. They they really do need to get into the fixed rate marketplace and 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 offering maybe some really competitive fixed rates and things if they want if they want a 20% share of the market I'm not it is ambitious um, and a lot of lenders have come into the market thinking they'll get a 20% share and they haven't managed to to get it but there is there is enough credit unions. It's a bit like GA clubs, isn't it? There's enough credit unions in the country, so they've got a, a massive coverage. So um, I, I don't see why not. Twenty percent, yeah. It's uh, and they've got plenty of money. It's yeah. uh, they're, they're super competitive at the moment. And again, they're a bit. As I was saying, there's individuals involved in there. It's 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 not a it's not a computer says no scenario and and, yeah. and they're hungry to to lend out money and and the central bank needs to allow them uh either lending limits and so on because that that was the big problem with the credit unions is they they couldn't lend people enough um and and that's why they weren't uh weren't getting so much into the now they can um and uh yeah look watch this space i guess yeah, well, I mean, for me, it, it almost comes back to an even more core issue, which is that the credit unions were set up to serve people where commercial banks mightn't have seen it as a mightn't have made the commercial decision to serve them. I think they're there to serve the local community using community funds, and I think being able to leverage community funds. I think really, um, over the past decade, we've seen the approved housing bodies leverage funding very, very well to serve local communities, and I think giving credit unions the opportunity to do something similar could be transformative particularly for the regions and for rural areas um so that's something i'm quite excited to see and i hope they can deliver and i i know you mentioned that you know they maybe got burned um during the crash but the reality is there was a lot of second charge um lending at that point whereas actually being the primary mortgage lender would put them in a very different position in terms of security so you know the it shouldn't it it shouldn't um go back to a time that like it was but um look again something serves the local community i think they're really well placed to do it and they're trusted and the trust factor can't be understated um sean i'm very conscious of your time but there's two things i suppose i just want to fly through with you very quickly uh, me as not a mortgage uh, as not a mortgage expert when you say the rates almost isn't the important factor that sounds almost counterintuitive to me. What do you mean by that? Because all of the mortgage conversation over the last 12 months have been around increasing interest rates. And while we're expecting those increases to slow in 2024, still feels like a big consideration. How are your applicants feeling towards that? People have got, uh, how can I put it? They've become they've become sort of complacent towards the rises because they were they were so frequent and happened so frequently in 2023 that pe- people just took it on the chin. Really, I, I saw when rate rises first started in 2023, somebody would be with one lender and they'd want to switch to another lender. Um, people have stopped doing that. They've got approval. It, it, it was so painful to get approval from some lenders that you've got your approval. They've put up rates by half a percent. Look. I'll stick with it. And and all the time in Ireland where you've got rents that are so horrifically high, 
mortgages still are good value, even at, even at 5%, even if, if they went to 5.5%, the true value of paying a mortgage on a monthly basis compared to paying rent, you're still making a huge saving, you know? So that's where it's people are more interested in how much can I get and how quickly can you get it for me now? Because rates are similar. Look, yeah. uh, Avent Money still have the best rates in the marketplace. I question how long is that going to be around? I would imagine you'll see a movement there in in early 2024. Um, mm. The other lenders seem to have slowed down slightly on their on their rate increase, and and hopefully things will keep in tune now for the first quarter of 2024 i i would hope um even recently permanent tsb I, I, ptsb as they're known now i wouldn't have called it but they 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 put up their variable rate by 0.6 percent but they brought down their four-year fixed by 0.4 percent so a bolt out of the blue if you ask me were, were permanent tsb ptsb going to reduce their rates and before christmas i'd have said you you've got i'd have lost my house because i'd have yeah. put a lot on it you know it's yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, and I suppose these are just some of the the market dynamics that um home buyers are are having to navigate. I suppose you you call it a uh, complacency towards the the rate sensitivity there. I would say it's probably not complacency. I think it's more a feeling of powerlessness. And one of the ways to counter that feeling of powerlessness across consumers is to introduce more competition, which we know what's happening. Um, so I suppose, Sean, finally, just for anybody who's listening in and considering that maybe 2024 is the year they're going to hopefully start looking or maybe purchase a home or build a home or maybe take on one of these um, project properties um, that now that the conditions have been slightly improved in terms of access and grants, what, what's your advice for people who might be considering this in 2024? start planning now really um it it costs you nothing to and it shouldn't cost you anything to go and have an in, initial consultation with a broker um see if you're on track uh, and work out a budget in your own mind i.e what are you happy to pay on a mortgage on a monthly basis because that will determine how much you need to be putting away um coupled with rent to do something called repayment capacity for a lender. And, and that is the single biggest hurdle I've seen for a lot of people in 2023 when rates started to rise. They had a, they had a savings pattern, but because rates rose, they, that savings pattern didn't fit the lender any longer. So they're having to then go away and re, revisit that. And it, the great news is lenders only look back over six months. So you, you, you can do a lot in a six-month period. I, if you came and spoke to me um, and, and you want to borrow 300,000 euros, I'd tell you how much that's going to cost, 1,500 euros per month, just an example, but you're only saving 1,000 euros per month. I'd give, you, I'd give you a plan as to, one, is it possible for you to save 1,500 euros a month? And if it is, then save that on a regular basis. Or if you're paying 1,500 euros in rent per month, tick the box, and you could actually apply now. So... The yeah. trick is to, there's no ideal time, Carol, to, people ask me all the time, when should I buy a house? You should buy a house when you think it's right for you, because the one sure thing over the next 25, 30 years is that house will go up and down in value, but hopefully you'll have the keys, you'll have the deeds in 25 years' time, and you'll have an asset that's worth more today, more in 25 years than it is today. So that's, Sean, get I out of the that... Yeah, get out of the rental trap because yeah. nobody wants uh, nobody wants a notice from a, a, a landlord before mm. Christmas saying you have to get out by the end of January. It's a disaster. If you want to paint your house pink, 
paint it pink because it's your house. So, John, I think that's some really great advice for people. And it is, it does give a glimmer of hope as well, uh, which we absolutely want to do on this, our, our final show of 2023. And no doubt we'll be speaking to you again in 2024 to check out what the trends are like at that stage. But for now, that's all we've time for. That was Sean Corbett, Mortgage Manager at SYS Mortgages. My thanks to producer Katie Talon and to the production team at Hear Me Roar Media. Also, huge thanks to our show sponsor, DAF.ie, Ireland's most visited property website. And also thanks to you for tuning in all year. We hope all of our listeners have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. We'll catch you on the next episode of Property Roundup in early 2024. In the meantime, please be sure to check out all of the other Irish and international real estate and construction shows on iProperty Radio.